is Tansley Stearns? Tansley Stearns is your greatest challenger and biggest cheerleader. Inspirational human being who loves people. Future forward leadership. Tansley Stearns is a badass. Tansley Stearns is my mom, my hero, and I love her very much. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Doug Cannell. He's an artist in the Detroit area and a teacher at the College for Creative Studies. And his specialties are sculpture and graphic design. Outside of his studio and his classroom, he soaks up nature as an open water swimmer. He also calls himself a generally curious person. This is his story. Who is Doug Cannell? Well, I'm I'm an artist. I'm a graphic designer. I am recently, I've become a teacher at an art college. Very part-time, but... Um, but I'm doing it, and I love it, and I kind of wish I had started doing it sooner. Um, I am a avid uh, open water swimmer, and I'm just a generally curious person. Finish this sentence for me. The world would be a better place when? The world would be a better place when wealth and resources are distributed more equitably. I love entrepreneurialism and I'm, I love to see people succeed and gain wealth, but we're living in a time when vast wealth, like trillions of dollars is held in the hands of like a relative few numbers of individuals and corporations. And I think that the original noble intentions of capitalism are kind of distorted at this point when it gets like that. And I, I think the world would be a better place if short answer is if we could, uh, eliminate poverty and homelessness. And I think that this wealth disparity is tied into that. I'm no economist, so I don't have any answers like how you do that. But I, I sure think that that um, is a problem right now. And I think most people agree it's a problem. It's just how do you fix it? When you're at your happiest, most joyful times you listen to? So are you thinking music or? You name it. We've had sounds? people say all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing, I love nature. And one thing that it makes me happy is the sounds of nature. But music-wise, there's there's a song that I'm kind of like have on repeat lately that I just it just makes me happy. It's it's a song called Paprika by a band called Japanese Breakfast. And if oh. you haven't heard them, oh. check them out. Yeah. Um they they make a lot of really dark music too, yeah. but this is just this joyful song that just makes me happy. And I, I, over the course of the past year, I had knee replacement surgery. And in my recovery, there, I, went, I went in to some dark places, and this song cheered me up a lot. So check it out. Yeah. Do you have an album you'll listen to from First Song to Last? I have a bunch of those. Do you? 
because I I'm lucky because I can listen to music when I work, both as a graphic designer and as a sculptor. I can listen, and I do listen almost nonstop. So lots of albums front to back. But one I really love, and I probably um, probably would be at the top of my you know iTunes repeat list is um, an album called Immunity by this guy named John Hopkins, who's an electronic musician who... Um, now, electronic music is not my thing, typically. It's so kind of uh, monotonous and soulless sometimes. You know, it's just about a dance beat. Well, this guy has his way of of putting, like, real soul into these electronic grooves, and they morph into different things. And he also has um, does, like, this really quiet, ambient music that's mixed in between these kind of techno-y tracks and there's no vocals so it just can flow and I can work to it and I listen to it a lot it's great tell us about something that's made you laugh out loud recently um so I said I told you I love swimming in open water in particular when weather does not permit I reluctantly (laughs) go in a pool but um from April till November, I'm in a lake or rivers or wherever. Wow. And uh, so the other day I was, uh, I had, sw- I had swum, I had swum across <laughs> a lake with a friend of mine and we were kind of catching our breath and getting ready to turn back. And it was, it was dawn, right? It was a beautiful sunrise. And this flock of geese came off the water like five feet over our heads do, making that goose noise. And they were, there were 25 of them. And somehow, I don't know why, we both started just laughing hysterically because <laughs> it was ridiculous, but fun and beautiful too. So great. When was the last time you danced so hard your feet were sore? Uh, I Honestly, I cannot remember that. It's kind of sad because right? uh, I... I probably should, but it was probably like a wedding or something where, you know, you're just up there and you just get into it for a couple hours straight. Yeah. When you feel down, you heal by? Uh, Making sculpture. It, it's like, um, it's therapeutic for me. And it's also, um, um, such a great creative outlet for me that it, you know, I have literally had my wife, when I'm not in a good place or grouchy or sad, she will kick me out of the house and she's like, you got to go to your studio and make art, you know. So it's obviously it's a good place for me. And the other thing is swimming. It's um, I run a swim group now that uh, for about the past five years and our swimmers all kind of agree that swimming, especially open water swimming, is um, – it's obviously great for physical health, mm-hmm. but it's a really good mental health thing too because it's – if you swim long enough, and I mean by long enough, even like 30 minutes or longer, mm-hmm. you go into kind of almost a meditative state because of the repetitive breathing and the you're alone, right? Even if there's someone next to you, you're you're not talking. You're in this place. And it's just good for people and – Everyone I know says that. So I, I'm an evangelist, right? Do it. Yes. 
Getting into the club. We all want to belong. Community Financial Credit Union is the place for joiners. Our handshake is no secret since we welcome all Michiganders to be members. We create community with inclusivity both inside and outside our branches. We get to know our neighbors and always welcome new friends. How do you help people feel they fit in? Who's someone you look up to? Well, this is a tough one because there are a lot of people I look up to for different reasons. Um, uh, I'd say one stands out, and that would be the musician and artist David Byrne. Mm. And David Byrne is a guy who I have a lot of respect for because he he creatively, he's a very unusual and quirky musician and artist, and he's just trusted that, and he's become very successful with it. And I think in my sense is that artists have a um, – they play a role in society where I think it's, it's important that artists don't just give people more of what they want, but they push the boundaries of things and introduce them to new things that they wouldn't have sought out, right? So I really think that um, David Byrne has done that for his entire career. The guy has made all kinds of really interesting music. He's collaborated with choreographers, Broadway production companies, uh, filmmakers, uh, uh, monologists, all kinds of people, and all of it without artistic compromise. And I'm not going to say I love everything he does, but I love a lot of it, and I have great respect for somebody who who does that and sticks with it and achieves success um, uh, based on their um, their vision as opposed to um, kind of uh, coming up with things other people expect him to do. So he's a good one. Tell us about your impossible. So my impossible, I guess you'd say, would be the uh, – so I, I went to art school, and I studied sculpture in art school many years ago. And I've always loved making sculpture, and I still love making sculpture, but it became very difficult when I started um, wanting to buy a house and have kids and not – have a car broken down and things like that, right? <laughs> so I had to find ways uh, to um, get some economic stability that, and, you know, life as an artist, that's that's like your kid saying, hey, dad, I want to be a rock star, you know? It's just such a slim chance of it working. So I had to find ways to do that, and I and I did, but what that did is it drew me away from making sculpture because that didn't generate income and income's number one when you're trying to feed hungry children, et cetera, right? So my impossible was trying to figure out at what point in my life I could pull it off and make that move. And so about 13 or 14 years ago, I said, I'm, I'm doing this because life's short, you know, and 
what am I going to do? Wait till I'm 70 to like make art. So I started doing it and, um, it's been a long road. I mean, there were really big hurdles. The biggest one obviously being what I just described, just getting some stability to be able to, to be able to have the luxury to make art without worrying about, um, selling it all the time and making enough to support yourself. But then a lot of hurdles, like finding a place to make it, finding galleries to show it, um, um, being accepted as an artist in, by, um, the arts community Mm -hmm. and by art collectors, lots of challenges. And some of them are like, little clubs you have to break into Mm -hmm. um, almost unfortunately. Um, And they're not all, um, they're not all clubs that are like, that sounds a little bad. It sounds like exclusive clubs that they, that snobby people set up. I don't mean that at all. I just mean that a lot of galleries have all the artists they can work with already. And so that's their club, right? And how do I get into their club? Very hard. Right. So that's that's kind of my impossible, but I'm I'm working at it. Making a living versus making a life. We are here to help you do both. At Community Financial Credit Union, we support your efforts to balance your budget for your funds and your time. So you have the resources to do what you love and love what you do. We work with you in making money and making dreams come true. What's your dream that money can't buy? Was there a point during your journey that you felt like giving up? No, no, that's, that's just not the way I am. So achieving your impossible is one thing, but there are no fairy tales with happy endings. We reach milestones. We keep going. What challenges is your impossible still facing? Um, so now the challenges are, um, trying to become a full-time artist. Uh, yep. I, I still like my, my graphic design job but I've been doing it for a long time and I'd I'd love to move on if I can but to do that that means it's it's taking things to another level right so some of the some of the things that are difficult at this point is uh, branching out outside Detroit which I've been doing a lot of them actually shows in other cities but um, I only have they're group shows that I have one or two sculptures in right but last month, I had my first one-person show in Chicago, and that was really exciting. Great. And everything went really well and got a good review in, the, in one of the art magazines. And so that was great. And that's kind of my first step in, in that world. Um, trying to think of other, other challenges I still face. I've kind of, I've kind of gotten over the hurdle of the getting a proper studio because mm-hmm. I have this, I have a really perfect place to work. Um, about 10 years ago, a guy from New Zealand bought, uh, moved here and bought a dilapidated factory in Highland Park. Oh. And he turned it into an art studio for him, but it's, it's a factory, right? It's 25,000 square feet. And so he had enough room for him and started divvying it up into art studios for other people. Yeah. And because it's a factory, it's a great place for me because I weld and I grind and I make noise and I make a big mess. And I can't do that in a 
an apartment turned studio or something or a basement, right? It's just not, not the place for it. So uh, that's handled and it's a place I really want to stay. That's so. cool. What was the question on that one? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> what challenges your impossible still facing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one challenge that I face now that's, that's kind of interesting is the art world right now is kind of, um, uh, focused on art with a message, uh. especially, um, like artists who really get noticed now are artists who make art that deals with social justice issues, uh, inequities, um, uh, um, marginalized people, oppressed people, issues like that, right? Well, I love a lot of artwork like that, and I think it's important work. That's not what I do, though. Right. I make objects that I think are interesting and beautiful, and I don't imbue them with meaning. I let people draw their own meaning from my pieces most of the time. Sometimes I start with a concept, but it's a real challenge to get galleries and um, curators to take me seriously when, I mean, I feel almost like I'm saying I've painted a, a painting of a vase of flowers and, and I'm trying to compete against some earth-shattering, you know, thing full of meaning that's like gonna you know change the world or that's the artist's intention is mm -hmm. literally you know um uh the message is mostly what some of this art is about yeah. so fitting i'm still figuring out where i fit in in that in that world and that's a challenge yeah. what's your advice for folks to face their fear of inaction and use the fire in their bellies to bring their impossible dream to life um that is a hard thing to do in, in my, it's taken me a lot of years to learn how to do that for myself. And I would say that, um, my best advice would be that you have to know that you have some kind of wisdom in you, whether you're 28 or 68 or 88, you have some wisdom that you've gained from life experience, from everyday living, right? And whether you have a little of it or a lot of it, I feel like people have to trust that they have it and just go with it, you know, and and uh, trust their intuition, basically. So obviously that needs to be tempered with, like, reality checks along the way, right? But... It's taken me a long time and in my art making, in my aesthetic decisions, and also my business decisions, um, I trust my gut a lot, a lot. And if I have doubts about it, I have a few people I run that by before I pull the trigger on buying that thing or deciding to do that thing. And there are people I trust, like my wife or a couple of my best friends, and so that's always good, but I would say, like, learn to trust yourself. What's your next impossible, my friend? My next one. So I've, for about five or six years, I've had this idea to do collaborative artwork with musicians. 
where I, uh, I would approach a musician and we would create as a team a sculpture and a piece of music. Now, depending on how it would work with the individuals and, you know, the, the uh, musician I work with, they might only feel comfortable having a little influence because they don't know about sculpture, right? And I don't know that much about music, but there would be some interplay. And we would come up with a sculpture and a piece of music that share a title and that they be exhibited in, in a venue where you could have a set of headphones or some sort of listening station so you could listen to this music and view this piece. And there would be an online way to see this. In fact, online would probably be a really good way to see it. Um, and it's kind of still an impossible. I've, I've made like two attempts so far, but um, the problem is there, it takes uh, it takes a financial investment because there are like recording studios involved and things like that. And also it takes the right venue, like an art gallery or a museum that, that is open to doing something kind of experimental. And like this is not something they're going to make money on. It's a thing that would be – so it would have to be a nonprofit kind of a gallery or museum – but finding someone, that's a that's a hurdle. Um, but that's what I want to do if I can make it work. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.